Welcome back to Ascension Theater Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in 1 John chapter 3. It reads, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sin also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning, because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, We should not be like Cain, who was the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God, and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit whom he has given us. Picking up today in 1 John chapter 3, we really get a two-chapter focus on the concept of love and how the relationship of a believer to God leads to the relationship impacting the people around them because of the love displayed to them by God. And I think that this is a significant thing for us to focus on as we look at a nugget of truth for us to anchor our faith in today. I challenge students and really all people to think about the way in which they love the people around them. In our world today, it's easy to love people who are easy to love, the people we want to love, the people that we feel like we might even have something to gain by loving them. Our selfish human nature leads us to enjoy loving people like that. But it's a lot harder for us to love other people who are not easy to love. People who, I had a friend who called them the extra grace required people or EGRs. These are people that come into your life and you know that sometimes they're going to disagree with you. Sometimes they might be annoying. Sometimes they might be people that you really don't want to spend your time with. But the truth is that God calls us to love 
everyone. And if we're choosing who we love, we jump back to the book of James and we think about the way in which he talks about partiality there. It displays for us that God's love is not in us. And so we really need to consider if we display love to others. When we look here at specifically how our love is displayed, we see that at the root of love, verse 16, is the concept of sacrifice. What is it that you're willing to give up to display love to other people? Now, as a kid, this is pretty easy in terms of just learning about sharing. How is it that we learn to share with other people? Our parents, our teachers, other people tell us, hey, what you have, share that with someone else. You can't hog the toys. You can't always have what you want. Sometimes you need to let other people be a part of that. And so we see that in that context, like let them play with the ball. Let them play with the doll. Let them play with the toy. Whatever it is, giving it to them. But even in those contexts, we can look at the kids and the responses A lot of times they do the action, but the heart behind it does not show that they really want to be doing that. I know this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'll do it and I'll grin and bear and move forward. I really think that that's what verse 18 focuses here in on in this same section. Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. Let's just not say that we're loving, but let's truly love in what we do, and in the truth of it. So that when we are displaying love, it's genuine love. It's not a facade. It's not something that is put on to manipulate or to gain something for ourselves, but truly to display love to others. The sacrificial, practical, others-focused love that was displayed to us through Jesus Christ laying down his life for us. We should then be willing to even go to that extreme for others, is what verse 16 says. And so the practical challenge for us today is daily, how am I displaying love to others? How is it that they can see the love of God being reflected from my feeble heart in my little life into their realm in their world? How is it that the gospel truth and the light of hope is reflecting off of my life? How am I displaying love to other people? Because I believe that if that is happening, that others will see and notice that love and understand the radical difference between that and the love that our world teaches them. And so today, as we seek to walk in that truth, may we seek the Holy Spirit to allow us to be able to put the radical love of Jesus on display in our lives. As far as a question from this passage, I want us to look into verse 12. There it says, We should not be like Cain, who was the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. When we look at this verse, what are the deeds that it's referring to? Why is it that we can say Cain is evil and his brother is righteous? Because at a baseline, when we try to compare two things, we usually try to compare similar items. So if we were to say, hey, today I brought five pieces of candy to my office and you brought none. So I have five and you have none. We're trying to compare something in the same situation. When we look at what John is trying to do here, he's not truly trying to compare the sacrifices that were brought by Cain and Abel, but he's comparing their actions, their hearts, 
and truly their nature. So he's looking at the totality of the individual and not necessarily just this one situation. Was it an evil thing that Cain brought his own offering to the Lord? When we look into this, we'll actually see that there's many different beliefs on what made this offering not acceptable to the Lord. Some people say because there was no blood involved, it was not the blood sacrifice that they thought. I think that the better view is to understand that the reason that Cain was not successful in offering something to the Lord was because the heart behind him was not offering it in faith. He was giving, but he was not giving in faith to what God had called him to do. And so while we don't know the exact specifications that were given to Cain and Abel about how they were supposed to sacrifice and what sacrifices were supposed to be brought, we do know that the offering of Cain was not given in faith. It was not given by a heart looking to worship God. And that is what displays for us in part that he was truly of the evil one. Because we see that he did not continue to grow and to repent when he was confronted, but instead went further and further into despair and followed his own nature. And so he truly was of the evil one, and that was displayed through his deeds. It was not just the comparison of the sacrifice that was given. Giving vegetables instead of giving the blood sacrifice was not what separated Cain from Abel. It was the true nature of their hearts and the true nature of their deeds. And that's what John brings out for us here in chapter 3. And so we need to allow other parts of Scripture to interpret Scripture for us. But we always need to go back to the original parts to see what was provided there, to see how we can best understand that, especially as we study New Testament Scriptures that speak of Old Testament realities. So hopefully that's a helpful way of you understanding what's taken place here in 1 John chapter 3. But you may have other questions about what is being said here. As always, seek out the answer to those questions. Talk with those questions to the people around you in your life, especially those people who are walking in faith with you, that they might be able to best explain how you can arrive at an understanding of what God's Word is trying to teach you today. No, you are loved. You're